Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to my podcast, But First Pivot. I'm Danny, registered dietitian, certified sports dietitian, and CEO of Pivot Nutrition Coaching. I'm here to share my all foods fit approach and real life client success stories to inspire you to pivot away from all the fad diet nonsense and confusion. My goal is to simplify nutrition so you can enjoy foods you love like donuts and pizza and still achieve your health, performance, and body composition goals. Hello, everybody, and happy new year. I cannot believe how fast 2022 went by. One of my favorite things about 2022 is all the little trips that I got to go on. Unfortunately, I did not travel to Europe, but I did go to California, Colorado, North Carolina, South Carolina, Vermont, and New York City all in the same year. That's a lot of traveling for me. If you've never been to the Rocky Mountains, by the way, definitely add that to your bucket list because that was probably the coolest, most amazing thing that I've ever seen. All right, it's a new year, and since I'm a registered dietitian and work with a lot of people trying to achieve their body composition goals, I feel like it's my job to talk about what to do this year to feel your best. Because at the end of the day, we just all want to feel good. What's the point of losing weight if you still don't feel good? So our number one priority in our program and with my clients is feel good first. That's always number one. So if you follow me on Instagram, you may have seen one of my recent posts saying that New Year's resolutions have about a 9% success rate. 9% is not good, my friends. C's get degrees. 9% is a total fail. And there are many reasons why this happens, but I'm going to go over five of them today, and then we're going to go over 10 habits to focus on in 2023 instead of fad dieting, because fad diets have even a worse success rate than New Year's resolutions. The fad diet success rate is 5%. So New Year's resolutions and fad diets, less than 10% success rate. Let's not go that route if you want sustainable results. So let's start with five reasons that New Year's resolutions fail. Number one is setting unrealistic goals. I saw this Facebook post on November 1st. From this, I think it was a health coach type person, and she posted, who wants to lose 30 pounds by Christmas? Comment I'm in and I'll send you details. It seriously broke my heart that so many people were desperately commenting, yes, I need this. I'm in. Please help. Because 30 pounds in less than two months is a lot of weight for most people to lose that quickly. And the problem is fast doesn't last. I know that people want to get rid of excess fat as fast as possible to improve their health, to just have more confidence so their clothes fit better. But I'm telling you, friends, fast doesn't last. If someone applied for my program and said, I want to lose 30 pounds in seven weeks, I would probably say, 30 pounds is a great goal. However, if you want to lose 30 pounds and keep it off, we're going to need more time. So as you set your 2023 goals, 
be realistic. One of the best things you can do is take your large outcome goal and chop it up into tiny pieces. Let's say that your goal is to lose 30 pounds. Focus on the small daily habits that are just going to lead to the 30 pound outcome. So that's number one, setting unrealistic goals. Number two, and I see this a lot, is setting too many goals. You don't have to change everything to start to feel better and see results. One of my clients, Claire, and she'll be on the podcast in a few weeks, simply focused on walking 20 minutes per day before going to work. And at first, I'll be honest, at first, she's like, Danny, how is 20 minutes going to make a big difference? And I said, just trust me. She's now on a walking streak, walking over 8,000 steps per day for the last seven to eight weeks, and she has never felt better. Doing small things consistently makes a huge difference. Focusing on just one thing also reduces overwhelm. There's nothing more overwhelming than having a super long to-do list. It's the same with health and fitness goals. Success rate significantly goes down when additional goals are added. I learned this from my business coach that I worked with in 2021. When given one goal or task, the success rate is over 80%, which is pretty good. When given two tasks at once, the success rate drops to the 30th percentile. And when given three tasks, the success rate drops to the 10th percentile. This is why when our clients start our program, we only give them one to two goals. And most of the time, they're like, that's it. I can do more. And I'm like, yes, that's it. If you crush it, if you knock it out of the park, if you consistently do these two things, then next week we can add on another goal. But show me that you can be consistent with these two things. Because if Susan can't be consistent with 6,000 steps and having 20 grams of protein at breakfast, I'm not going to give Susan more things to work on. I need her to consistently do those two things before we can add more. So start small and then progress. So that's number two, setting too many goals. Let's move on to number three, and we're going to kind of combine two because they're very connected. So number three, setting vague goals and not tracking progress. On January 2nd of each year, so many people say, this year, I'm going to eat healthier, or this year, I'm going to exercise more. Unfortunately, those people typically fail because their goals are not specific enough. What does eat healthier mean? What does exercise more mean? You can't track your progress because more is not defined. How will you know if you achieved more? So if you want to eat healthier and exercise more in 2023, be specific while also being realistic. Let's do an example. Instead of saying, I'm going to eat healthier, consider writing your goal as, I'm going to eat three cups of veggies per day. Instead of, I'm going to exercise more, consider, I'm going to strength train two times per week. Or, I'm going to walk 8,000 steps per day. Notice how these goals are both specific and realistic. 
I work with a lot of people who come from an all or nothing mindset. And they're like, I'm going to work out six to seven days per week starting January 2nd. Or I'm going to eat a salad every day for lunch this year. They feel as though they need to be super intense to be successful. Intensity is not the key to success and neither is perfection. It's all about consistency. So instead of going all in and being super intense this new year, just be consistent. If you work out every single day, you're going to burn out. Then you're going to get sick or you're going to feel like you need to take a break and then you might take one to two weeks off or more. This is where someone might say, Danny, well, strength training two times a week is not enough. You're right. For some people, training twice a week might not be enough depending on their goals. But it's all about non-negotiables. Two times a week consistently is better than zero or better than five and then one and six and then zero. And sometimes life happens and we just can't get to the gym four to five times per week. It's not the end of the world. My recommendation is to set yourself specific realistic goals, but also have non-negotiables. For example, my personal goal is to strength train four to five times per week, but my non-negotiable is three. This means that 99.9% of the time, I never get less than three strength workouts per week. Let's move on to number four, and that's lack of accountability. Again, we're talking about common reasons that New Year's resolutions fail. Number four, lack of accountability. Accountability connects the knowing to the doing. This is why I have my own dietitian coach. I know what to do. It's what I do for a living. I do it every single day. But I'm busy coaching my clients, managing my team, running my business, recording this podcast. And when life gets busy, goals tend to take a back seat. Accountability is key to making sure that I stay fit and healthy and also set boundaries. And we'll come back to boundaries later. Now, if investing in a qualified dietitian coach or personal trainer is not financially realistic for you, no worries. Find an accountability buddy. This could be someone you meal prep with on Sundays and then you split up your meal prep so that you have more variety. This could be someone that you meet at the gym and you work out together or just work out at the same time if you have different workouts. This could be someone that you meet up with after work to get your steps in at the mall or even the gym or outside if it's not negative 40. Speaking of steps, this past month, our clients did a December walking challenge and it kept a lot of people accountable to moving their bodies, myself included. I chose December to start this challenge because it can be extremely challenging to move more in the winter especially where I live in Grand Forks, North Dakota, because it's been so cold. And there were a few days, especially weekend days like Christmas Day, New Year's Eve, where I just wanted to curl up on the couch with my dogs and my husband all day and just be lazy. But I knew that I had to get 8,000 steps for the challenge because everyone could see everyone else's steps. And there was no way I was going to let all of my clients down by not hitting my steps for the day. 
So sometimes I would get on my walking pad. Sometimes I would get bundled up and go outside. But as a group, we walked over 10 million steps in December, which is seriously awesome. Now, if you can't find an accountability buddy, print out a calendar, or if you already have a 2023 calendar, just write down your one to two goals for the month and check it off daily or weekly. So let's say that your goal is 8,000 steps. Just write on the January page 8,000 steps per day and put a check mark on the days where you get 8,000 or go to the dollar store, get some fun stickers and give yourself a sticker when you get your 8,000 steps per day. Let's move on to number five, having an expiry date. So sometimes people say, I'm going to do this diet until this day. Like I'm going to do keto until March 1st. I'm going to do the whole 30 in January. I'm going to go low carb until the wedding. That's having an expiry date. This reminds me of something that happened years ago, probably in 2018 or 2017. I worked as a dietitian and trainer at a gym, and one client came into my office after her group coaching session workout, and out of nowhere, she goes, hey, Danny, quick question. What do you think about keto? I'm like, in general, or, and she's like, I think I'm going to do it. And I responded, Forever? And she laughed right away. And she's like, God, no, just for like eight weeks, I'm going to a wedding. I asked her if she wanted my honest opinion. She said yes. So I said, if you do keto for eight weeks, you're probably going to lose weight. But chances are you're going to gain it all back. Again, this is a fad diet situation where there's an expiry date. When we put a timeline on something, I'm only going to do keto for eight weeks, it's going to be very restrictive. There's going to be fast weight loss. Fast doesn't last. And usually at the expiry date, we're like, woo, I did it. And then we go back to our old old habits. We justify our actions like, oh, I earned these carbs. And then we fall off the wagon and we end up back at square one. Again, fat diets have a 5% success rate. Please keep this in mind before you try the next trendy diet in 2023. The best thing you can do is think long term. No more quick fixes. They don't work. If you want temporary results, try all the fad diets. But don't actually do this because it's harmful to your health and your metabolism. My point is quick fixes are never the solution. Enough is enough. Commit to lifestyle change today. Let's pivot and talk about 10 unsexy basic things that you can do in 2023 to help you look and feel your best. I say unsexy basics because the things I'm going to talk about are just not fancy. They're not super exciting People like exciting, shiny things. This is not it. Success comes from doing the simple things consistently. So we're going to go over these 10 unsexy basics. If you do these 10 things consistently, you're going to crush your goals this year. Number one, get at least seven to eight hours of sleep. When we sleep enough and we sleep well, everything is better. 
our energy, our mood, our performance, our food choices, our hunger and fullness cues. Now, let's say that you're doing everything right and you're still not sleeping well. You might need to seek expert help. Do a sleep study. Reach out to a provider that can order a comprehensive hormone test and we can look at things like your cortisol awakening response, looking at your adrenals, looking at your sex hormones, things like that. Because I've worked with clients whose sleep did not improve when they improved their habits and we realized that they had depleted cortisol. And that's not always something that we can figure out by just looking at a person. Sometimes we have to dig deeper. But the point is, sleep is life. I had a new client start today. Her sleep is terrible. She rated her cravings a five out of five. And I'm like, okay, the first thing we need to do is prioritize sleep. So if that means working out two to three times a week instead of five so that you can get more sleep, that's what we're gonna do. Because if we're not getting adequate quality sleep, everything falls apart. So if you're not sleeping well, my friend, make this your number one priority. Don't put it in the backseat. Number two, stop restricting. When we restrict, we binge. It's a vicious cycle. This is why mindset is the first thing we talk about with our clients. Same client that I talked to today. She's done all the diets Since she was in high school and she's like 30 years old now. So that's like 15 years of dieting. Enough is enough. But we have to give ourselves permission to include all foods. You can find a balance and it truly is the key to sustainable results. Number three, and I talk about this every single day with my clients, is getting enough protein. My clients never hear the end of this until they consistently start to hit their protein goals. And once they do, it is a beautiful thing. They aren't as hungry. Cravings significantly go down. Body composition starts to change. Protein. How much do you need? It depends. But let me give you an idea. If you are 10 to 15 pounds away from your ideal weight, I would aim for 0.8 to one gram per pound of body weight. If you carry over 15 to 20 pounds of excess fat, or if you're considered obese, aim for one gram of protein per pound of your ideal weight. What you can also do if you get your body fat tested, you can do one gram of protein per pound of lean muscle mass, and that's going to be on the printout that they give you when you do a body fat test. If this seems overwhelming, just start by including protein at each meal and snack. This would be about one to two palmfuls at each meal and about one palmful at each snack. Think 20 to 40 grams of protein at each meal and at least 10 grams of snacks. That's a good starting point, especially if you're not tracking macros. Number four, eat more fruits and veggies. If you are currently not eating at least three cups of veggies and two cups or pieces of fruit per day, start there. Seriously, do not focus on anything else. This is the foundation of health. Once you master this, add a new goal. But until then, 
find a way to get more colorful fruits and veggies in. People are always looking for the fancy, sexy things. Just eat more fruits and vegetables. I actually recently found my new favorite lazy way to get more veggies in. And I'm probably going to regret saying this publicly because every time I share a new grocery store favorite, it ends up being sold out or discontinued. But here we go. I have to share it because hopefully this will help you. We now have an Aldi in Grand Forks and they have these ready to roast veggies. They're in these black bags. There's two different versions, ready to roast Mediterranean vegetables, ready to roast sweet potatoes and carrots. And all you do is you open the bag, you put it on a baking sheet, and you throw it in the oven. Game changer. Last weekend, my meal prep took no more than 35 minutes because I just threw these veggies on a sheet pan, put them in the oven. While they were baking, I sliced up some chicken sausage, browned them, everything was ready at the same time, dumped it in a giant bowl, divvied it up into four containers. Boom. Done. Meal prep. Check mark. Love it. So if you have an Aldi's, look for those ready-to-roast veggies and sweet potatoes. Number five, drink at least 100 ounces of water per day. This is a very basic habit. I feel like a lot of people tell me, I just need to drink more water. We don't want to go overboard with the water. Don't be drinking four gallons a day unless you're sweating significantly trained for an Ironman or something. But let's say that you're drinking enough water or quite a bit of water and you still feel dehydrated. You may need some more minerals in your diet. So in this situation, one, try to add more colorful fruits and veggies because that's where we get a lot of our vitamins and minerals. But you can also consider adding a quality electrolyte powder to your water to help with this because I've had clients who are doing a lot of the right things, but something still doesn't seem right. And they've done a hair tissue mineral analysis or HTMA. And then we find out that their electrolytes like sodium and potassium and magnesium are depleted. So sometimes it's not just about drinking more water because if we have depleted electrolytes in our body, more water is not going to help. We need more minerals. So if you feel that way, if you feel like, yeah, I drink a lot of water and I still don't feel hydrated, you can try coconut water that has natural electrolytes. Just get the one with no added sugar. One of my favorite electrolyte powders or just kind of supplements with minerals to add to water is the Jigsaw Health Adrenal Cocktail. And you just add that to water. Now, let me give you the straight truth. This does not taste good. It even has a sticker on the top of the container with a QR code that says, what's with the taste, question mark. And I did not read that. I just quickly opened it and put my water and my facial expression. I was actually on a Zoom call when I took my first sip. It was like an apple cider vinegar situation. That's not what it tastes like. It basically tastes like baking soda and salt because it's unsweetened. It's basically vitamins, minerals, and yeah, it's electrolytes that that are not sweetened. And a lot of my friends that are dietitians that struggle with burnout, they felt better pretty quickly. Again, always ask your healthcare provider before you take supplements, but this is one of my new favorite go-tos, especially when people have a burnout situation going on. Number six, 
Walk eight to ten thousand steps per day. Walking is so underrated, so underrated. And I didn't really start walking or getting steps in until 2020, when there was nothing really to do except go for walks. But it is a magical thing, my friends. And most of our fat loss clients don't really do quote unquote cardio. They mostly strength train and get their steps in. And if you don't have a fitness watch or Apple watch or Fitbit, that's okay. Just start by going for a 10 minute walk every single day. Just start with 10 minutes. Start small and then add more as you can. With my client, Claire, we started with 20 minutes before work and then we moved it up to 25. And now she's doing 25 before work and she's getting more steps in after work because she loves how she feels when she gets 8 to 10,000 steps. This is a super basic foundational habit. And let's get real. This is something most people can do. So just start with walking, especially if you're sedentary. You don't have to get a gym membership. Just start walking. Work your way up to 8,000. We have clients that come in and they're only getting 2,000 steps per day. So we're like, okay, let's get 2,000 consistently. Okay, now let's get 3,000. Now let's get four. Okay, let's find a way to get five. It's all about progress. So start where you're at and build from there. Number seven, strength training. My favorite, strength train two to five times per week. If you're not consistently strength training twice a week, start there. Start with two. I know a lot of people have the goal of working out five times per week, but in this situation, ask yourself on a scale of one to 10, how consistent can I be with this goal? And if if your confidence is less than an eight, If you're like 60% confident that you can get five workouts in per week, adjust your goal. Make it four and be 90% confident. And if you get a fifth workout, it's a bonus. So right now, if you're doing zero strength training, zero movement, start with walking. And then the next thing I would implement once you're getting decent movement in is to start implementing strength training You don't have to lift heavy dumbbells. You can use your body. You can use resistance bands. You don't have to go buy a bunch of kettlebells or get a gym membership, but definitely start strength training. Whether you're 18, 42, or 65, we have some badass men and women in their 60s in our program that are strength training for the first time in their life. And they are feeling amazing and they are feeling empowered. And there's nothing more fun than seeing these individuals just feel so confident. And I'm like, yes, this is what it's all about. Number eight, spend time outdoors. If you live in a very cold place right now, I get it. We've been in the negatives for too many days in the past 30 days, but just getting outside for 5, 10, or 15 minutes per day, such a game changer for mental health, for your circadian rhythm. Just try to get outside. Sometimes I will go out for 30 seconds between Zoom calls when I let my dogs out just to get a little bit of fresh air. 
Even if it's negative 40, just 30 seconds makes a difference. And if it is nice out, try to get out as much as possible. Number nine, manage stress. Find a way to bring those stress levels down. 33%, that's one out of three Americans, report being extremely stressed. And then 55% of Americans report being stressed in general. Stress plays a huge role in gut health, immune health, hormone health, weight management, and so much more. If you're chronically feeling stressed, if you're stressed all the time, let's do something about it. I know it's easier said than done, especially if you have a stressful job where there's nothing you can do about it. Like we have some clients that they don't have enough staff and they're doing three jobs and they're waiting to hire new people, but those people have to be trained. I get it. I get that sometimes there's things that we cannot control, but let's do the best we can to manage that stress. If we can't get rid of it, let's try to manage it a little bit better. Let's get those stress levels from a 5 out of 5 to a 4 out of 5. That's the goal here if we are very, very stressed. In episode 6, Catherine and I discussed tips to manage time and reduce stress. And one of the biggest tips that we had was asking for help. Again, this seems silly and simple, but... I feel like we sometimes have too much pride in doing everything ourselves. I know that's me. Like, oh, I'll just do it myself, especially sometimes because you're just going to do it better. And I do not do everything better. But sometimes we think that it's just quicker and easier to just do it all ourselves. But then we get burnt out and then we become resentful. So if you feel overwhelmed and stressed, ask for help. If you do all the things, who can you ask for help? If you're that person in your family or workplace that does everything, I challenge you to do this exercise. Write down everything you do. And I mean everything like laundry, dishes, vacuum, dusting, groceries, pick up the kids, drop off the kids, like write down everything that you do and then Circle one thing that someone could probably help you with and just pawn that task off. Just ask them. And communication is key to stress management. People are not mind readers. I think I talked about this on the last episode. If not, it was episode six. Your partner can't read your mind. Your coworker cannot read your mind. Ask for help. Communicate your needs. Other ways to manage stress, spending time outdoors, especially when the sun is out, Planning ahead, planning your meals ahead of time, your meal prep, your workouts, your walking breaks. Consider therapy. I go to therapy because I need an outlet to manage my stress and my overwhelm. And it's nothing to be ashamed of. Write an MIT3 list. This is probably something that you haven't heard of. I learned this from my business coach last year. And he was all about MITs. And this stands for most important task. Most important task. And he had us do a list of five. I have my clients do MIT3s sometimes when they feel so overwhelmed. So MIT3, most important task. 
and you can only write three things down. And I know that a lot of my friends that are moms, I have seen their to-do list and they are way longer than three, but this is the whole point. So when you're feeling overwhelmed and stressed, write down MIT3, put numbers one, two, three on a piece of paper and only write down your most important task. What are the three things that need to happen today? And you can put all the other things in a bubble underneath, kind of like a big rectangle. That's kind of your bubble that you're going to get to that you can pull from, almost like a word search. But MIT3, write down only the three things that need to happen today. You can make this list the night before, kind of like a brain dump, like, okay, what are the three things that I need to do tomorrow? One, two, three, boom. And obviously, like, going to work is automatic, not things like that, but maybe it's pick up your dry cleaning. Maybe it's drop off the package at FedEx. I don't know what these things are, but the most important tasks. And your workout could be on there. That could be something, especially if it's something that you're trying to prioritize. So MIT3 list, let me know if you try it and if this is helpful. And then lastly, and of course there's more ways, but setting boundaries. Setting boundaries. Talked about this in episode six with Catherine. You guys, oftentimes saying no means saying yes to yourself. This this is your friendly reminder that you can say no. One of our clients, I feel like she's on like all the boards. Like she's part of the PTO. She's part of this. She's the president of this, the vice president of this. And she told me at the gym the other day, she goes, I told them that I'm not going to be the president. I'm like, good for you. Because she needs that extra hour every other week to do something for herself. It's okay to say no. I used to say yes to all the things. And now that I say no more, I'm just like, man, why did I do all those things? That was just aggressive. And I was go, 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 go. And I'm still like that, but have better boundaries. It's not perfect, but that is my word for 2023. All right, so those are the 10 unsexy, simple things that you can do in 2023 to help you look and feel your best. Let's quick summarize them. Get seven to eight hours of sleep. Stop restricting. Get enough protein Eat more fruits and veggies. Try to get at least three cups of veggies and two cups of fruit per day. Drink at least 100 ounces of water daily. Walk at least 8,000 steps. Strength train at least twice a week. Spend time outdoors. Manage stress and set boundaries. If all of this seems overwhelming and you feel like you have a long ways to go, Just do one thing. Pick one of these 10 things, like getting 8,000 steps per day, and just focusing on achieve this one thing for the month of January. That is your January goal. It's not a race. You're not competing against anybody. This is your journey to looking and feeling your best. Focus on you. You deserve it. You are worth it. You are worth investing in. And if you fall down, you just get right back up and get back to it. Failure is feedback, my friends. Happy New Year. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the channel and share with one friend who would benefit from this message. 
Need help with your nutrition? Find me on Instagram at DannyTheRD or visit our website, pivotnutritioncoaching.com. Thanks for listening.